It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Woke West Point. I have uh, no other way to say it. A letter written by my next guest, Representative Michael Waltz, addressed to Lieutenant General Darrell Williams, Superintendent, U.S. Military Academy at West Point, uh, writing, thank you for your continued service to our country and for your efforts to educate, train, and inspire the Corps of Cadets. In February of this year, I understand the U.S. Military Academy, under your leadership, required cadets to attend a mandatory seminar on diversity, equity, and inclusion. According to the schedule I received, cadets must attend at least one of the seminars. The agenda included workshop understanding systemic racism and viewing the defamation experience. I was provided a presentation slide from one of the workshops with the title of White Power at West Point and Racist Dog Whistles at West Point, along with a presentation slide by Dr. Carol Anderson of Emory University titled Understanding Whiteness and White Rage. The letter, of course, much longer than that. This is disturbing to me, Representative Waltz, and from an even personal level. One of my best friends taught at West Point. I used to go up to West Point repeatedly, play with the kids in Radier Circle, have a good time. Other families that were there, students, you know, go over and uh, visit the club, go to a game. And maybe I just visited, but I didn't see this. And to think of a woke West Point is to me an insult to the, not only the military academy, But to this growing trend across our military academies, which have been great blends of all backgrounds, as long as you could achieve and get in there. Yeah, no, David, uh, this letter, my letter to the superintendent started from very upset, very disturbed parents, families, cadets, soldiers sending me copies of these presentations. And look, I want to be clear. I am all for uh, understanding our very checkered history as a nation uh, with race and racism. That, that is, that is something that everyone uh, going through our military academy should learn. But at the same time, you know, when you enter the military, your head is shaved, you're put in army green, you're told no matter if you are rich or poor, Protestant or Catholic, black, white, or brown, you're all the same. You're all Army. You're all American. Uh, You bleed green, and the only skin color you should be focused on going forward is camouflage. Uh, That's how I was taught, and that's what's so critical to starting that unit cohesion uh, to prepare our leaders for combat. But yet we now have in our military academies, they're telling the cadets to focus on race. Uh, And I can't imagine... Being in a combat environment, you know I'm a, I'm a Green Beret by background, ordering a soldier to charge a machine gun, and he's wondering in the back of his mind, am I ordering him because he's black? Or we have others that are, that are worried because they're white and they should feel guilty. Uh, I can't think of anything more destructive to, to unit cohesion that's so critical. And I can tell you what, David, you know, the enemy's bullets don't care. All they care about is that we're American. They don't care about political party or race or religion or social economic background. All they care about is that we're wearing that American flag or not. 
And that's all our leaders need to be care about as they're getting trained to lead our military uh, in the future. And that's why I found this so disturbing. And I'm looking forward to the response. I've had an initial conversation uh, with the superintendent, but I'm looking forward to a more formal response. Well, this challenge, this battle, this issue has to go bigger and wider. And, you know, it, it comes from the top. Lloyd Wright has made these moves within the military. It flows down to the academies. And look, Michael, I obviously didn't go the distance you did, but I remember when they shaved your head. I remember the process that I started at 16 and a half to get in, writing right. the letters to my congressman for my nomination to the, to in this case, the Naval Academy. Sorry, we chose different paths there, buddy. Um, but <laughs> okay, everybody makes mistakes. But, yeah, you did. But <laughs> anyway, all, all kidding aside, which I'm sure we all get in this audience between the between the branches. You know, I didn't write a letter based on race. I'm a black man. I didn't write a letter asking to be, you know, admitted to the academy to demonstrate my grades, my physical, my, you know, I'm taking my right. ASVAB test, doing all this based on my race. And when I say this, it's because it would have been an insult to me. And I know too many others who have gone through the academies. And to me, it's an insult to all those men and women who apply to any academy to start teaching this wokeism. When, in fact, you're right, you go in, you get your head shaved, you're standing on that cold bulkhead and you're ready for your peep, your papers and you come out of there looking the same. You don't look at each other. and you know, go. That's right. I mean, one of the you know, one of the uh, briefings that I received recounted a mandatory formation of all of the Corps of Cadets uh, where a white female colonel, which when you're a 19-year-old cadet, colonel may, you know, is sitting right next to God, right, uh, in terms of what they're saying is coming out of their mouth as gospel. And she recounted uh, how she became aware of her whiteness, the guilt she feels because of her race, uh, and, 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 you know, this whole litany uh, of kind of wokeism. Those cadets need to be studying and preparing of how to lead uh, men and women in combat in the most difficult situations uh, uh, imaginable and how to win our wars. Because I can tell you our Chinese and Russian uh, adversaries aren't spewing this nonsense in their military academies. They're focused on how to defeat America, right? And, and that's what we need to be focused on is how to defend this nation and have the best and the brightest uh, to do that. And, of course— Having a diverse military is important, absolutely. But at the end of the day, you are all brothers and sisters in the foxhole, uh, and you're focused on mission, and you're focused on country. And our military needs to be that last bastion. Look, our society will work through all of the things that we're going to work through. But the military is that last bastion of merit-based, mission-focused, best-of-the-best kind of mentality. And that's uh, and that's it. And that is a difficult, difficult task. Uh, but uh, but I'm, I'm incredibly concerned. I think you're absolutely right. When the Secretary of Defense comes in and says this is his number one priority, it immediately seeps down through the ranks. Uh, and while it needs to be a priority, winning wars needs to be the number one priority. Yeah. The mission is what matters. This 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 deeply disturbs me uh, when I look at this, because these are the future leaders 
of our military and future leaders in private life as some, you know, go on, whether they do, you know, their required tours after graduation, uh, keep their pledge and then move on to private life. And if you instill this in young people at that age and you put them in that environment and they come out with that, you're indoctrinating future leaders of America, uh, not just in military but in life, in family, in business, and this is not good for the country. Yeah, uh, David, I, I, I just I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, <laughs> this is I want to be in fairness. There is a balance, like I said, in understanding our history. Racism exists. Uh, we should always strive to eliminate it. Uh, extremists exist. Uh, within our military, but I can't get any data. You know, there's this notion that uh, that it's growing within military ranks. There's a narrative out there that, uh, to be the case, particularly in the wake of January. I, I've got to pause you there, but we've Michael, had multiple hearings. We're out of time. No data behind it. There's we're no we're out of time, there, but I want to leave it with that word narrative, which is what most of this is. There's no data. Right. You're right. It's mostly narrative. Representative Michael Waltz. Thank you, Michael. Sorry we ran a little short on time, but we'll have much more to discuss in the future. Let me know when you get a response to this letter. Will do. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon East on Sirius XM Patriot 125.